Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. I've got another great guest for you today who I got to hear speak on stage at the New Media Summit, and I will never forget her opening line to her speech. It was something along the lines of, I graduated from the school of losing absolutely everything, including my own home. So Kate Phillips in her day job helps financial advisors grow their business, and one of them has become a top influential advisor on Investopedia for three years running. So she knows a lot of things about how you can use finances and wealth and the right mindset to grow your business. Today, she's a wealth coach who helps people transform their relationship with money, drawing from lessons learned about gratitude, prosperity, personal growth, and money hacks to address the real reasons why so many people struggle with money, no matter how much they make. So I'm really excited today to have Kate Phillips on the show. Kate, welcome. Thank you so much, Kimberly. I'm so excited to be here. We are incredibly excited to have you because it's one of those things where a lot of people, they'll start planning out how they're going to grow their business and they, they make all of these ideas about, oh, once I hit this mark, I'm going to be able to do all of these things. And once I hit this financial goal, I'm going to be able to do all of these things. And then those financial goals kind of come and we don't do all of those things that we say we're going to do. So today, I'd really love to talk a little bit about you know, your approach and kind of how that graduation ceremony you talked about uh, really uh, impacted your life and, and helped you uh, figure out the code, if you will, for getting all of this in place. Yes. You know, this is something that so many entrepreneurs, solopreneurs struggle with. And there's such a shift that happens from being an employee, having somebody give you a paycheck, to then all of a sudden you are the source of that income coming in. And it messes with our minds big time. <laughs> and and it, I think it messed with my mind big time because I was, before I started Total Wealth Coaching, I was a realtor. And even though I was a commissioned only person, you know, I had confidence in the value of real estate and the value of homes. <laughs> and so I realized when I launched my coaching business, I had this crisis of confidence. And a lot of times what looks like a cash crisis is actually a crisis of confidence in our own value because all of the things that our minds make up come to sabotage us when it's just down to us and there is no paycheck, there is no employer, there is no other product like a house that has its own value apart from what we offer. Absolutely. I love what you said there about how most people, they think they have a cash crisis, but it's really about a crisis of confidence. And I found too that when talking to entrepreneurs, I know when I started, like I didn't go to business school. I didn't have any kind of training whatsoever about how to run a business. I just kind of dived in. And, you know, a lot of us do suffer from that idea of like imposter syndrome or our, our confidence crisis. And it kind of relates to how we relate to money and how we relate to growing our business. So how is it that a cash crisis isn't really uh, related to money, but related to confidence? How do you kind of, 
how do you help people or how, what can you tell our audience about, uh, you know, recognizing that? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have this framework. I'm going to give it to you super quick, quickly because then it'll help me answer that question. So it's I love this, frameworks. It's this framework that's the four pillars and it's, I use the acronym MAPS, M-A-P-S. So this is your treasure MAPS. And M stands for mindset. And, you know, that encompasses so many things from our attitudes and our beliefs and our emotions. You know, there's our conscious mind and our subconscious mind and all the things that go with that. You know, do we have clarity about what we're accomplishing, etc. But a wonderful positive mindset doesn't make a lot of difference if you don't take any. And the second one is action. So action is super important. It's just what we do, what we don't do, everything from, you know, our habits, our daily habits, to just the ability to take action when you don't feel like it. And then the P stands for plan. It's the plan or the strategy or the path that we follow. So, you know, you may have a plan financially or in business that doesn't work very well. You know, you may be using strategies that that are outdated by 20 years <laughs> or something <laughs> and that don't work very well. And then the S stands for support. So to answer your question about kind of how this all fits together, a lot of times we may be conscious about like, oh my gosh, I didn't get done. I didn't take the actions that I wanted to do today. Or we may say, you know, I don't know that this strategy is really working for me. Or we become aware that we don't have the support we need. And my theory is that like 80% of the time, maybe 90% of the time, and there's people like Tony Robbins who will back me up on this. It goes back to mindset. Like whatever we think is actually going on what's really going on is that there is something stuck maybe it's our belief systems we may have beliefs about ourselves beliefs about the economy beliefs about our business beliefs about maybe your customers or your clients and those beliefs become these self-fulfilling prophecies and so those deepest fears that you have about yourself oh my gosh i'm not going to be able you know to make this work or when i hear when i hear somebody talk about like maybe they've saved up some money and then they left their job and they launched a business and they'll say the words like like oh i'm running out of money. Oh, please never say those words. <laughs> because when you talk about running out of money, like your mindset is fixated on the dwindling amount of cash in your savings account. And I see literally every single time I have heard somebody say those words, running out of money, I have watched them then maybe over a period of months or so run out of money because that is what they are fixated on. They're not, you know, they're not looking at momentum. So sometimes just changing our language, but mindset is always, oh, I forget if it's upstream or downstream, but, but it proceeds. Mindset is going to proceed the actions that we take, the results that we get. And that's why it's so important. So 
when you find yourself not getting the results, it's like you need to back up and say, why, why do I have these results? And what, you know, you need to back up and figure out what is causing you to take the actions that are getting you the results that you don't like. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it makes me think of that quote, right? If you think you will succeed, you will. If you think you will fail, you will. Either way, you're right. Because, you know, it's all about what you're telling yourself. And then kind of, as you were talking about with that self-fulfilling prophecy, if you tell yourself that's the, that's what's happening, that's what's going to happen, then of course, that's what happens. So, you know, I love that mindset is number one on your framework. And then I love that the next step is action because so many people, you know, they'll, they'll do the work sometimes for other parts of it. They'll do the planning. They'll find the support. They might do a little bit of mindset work, but then, you know, that taking action step can be kind of scary for some people. Yeah. What is like your number one you must do to take action around money mindsets and around making sure that you are building the business you're wanting and building the right thoughts around money? Yeah, you know, daily habits are so important. And so I'm going to actually give you maybe two or three quick things. And and so one is just daily habits. What is your daily routine like? And when people stop punching the clock and go into business for themselves, sometimes it's easy to get into these cycles where it's like, oh, you know, you turn on Netflix and three hours later, you know, you're, you're watching, you know, the third season of some show. And, and so just having a daily routine that really works for you and might be starting out with exercise or with meditation or with journaling. But I would say there's a little kind of hack that, and it's something I think about for myself and I call it the moment of truth. And that is recognizing those moments where it's time to take action. Maybe it's time to, you know, make a sales call or work on an email to send out to your list or whatever your actions are for the day. And you know what, you know, you know what those are, hopefully. And there's this moment of truth where we either decide to take that action or we have this little part of our brain that says, oh no, that might be scary. What if you're rejected? What if you fail? What if somebody laughs? What if it doesn't work out the way you think it will? It would be safer to da-da-da-da-da-da, whatever. <laughs> whatever your brain is telling you, you know, uh, let's, let's watch a Netflix show or, or it might even be like something that looks positive. Oh yes, we need to exercise more. And then you find yourself on the treadmill 90 minutes every day, but then you're not getting your marketing done. <laughs> so watch for those sneaky little moments where you know it's time to do something and you find yourself just, it's that decision time. It's that moment of truth. And you have to learn to seize those moments and do the thing that you are resisting in that moment. Oh, I love that. Uh, you know, especially the, the daily habits. It's something a lot of us hear, but it's one of those things where like, 
we don't know where to start. So we just kind of like, oh yeah, I need to have a daily habit. And then it just kind of passes us by. But I love that you gave some examples of the different ways that you can start your morning. And you know, your daily routine, your, your morning routine, your daily habits, it doesn't have to be something that's super, super long, but it gets you in that right mindset of, okay, now it's time to go to work. Um, I love the idea of Netflix in the morning, but I know <laughs> that I nope. am that person that if I were to sit down to watch some Netflix in the morning, boy, it's going to be 10 p.m. before I'm ready to go to work. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be the reward, <laughs> not the, <laughs> not even the thing you do at lunchtime break. Too dangerous, too dangerous. But do you know what the absolute worst way to start the morning is? And a lot of people do it, including, I think, a lot of entrepreneurs. And that is to start your morning with news. I think you need to just resist. Resist. It, even using your phone at all would be great, but do not, like, there's nothing that happens in the world that is so important that you need to know first thing in the morning. You will find out later, but, you know, have that morning routine or maybe even push through and accomplish the first task on your list before you check your news because you don't need your mind obsessing about what Donald Trump tweeted at 4 a.m. Like, that doesn't need to be on... <laughs> the list. <laughs> Whether you love or hate Donald Trump, it's irrelevant. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just need to set your own agenda. And when we, when we log on to the news, all of a sudden our energy and our attention is drained off into this energy sucking thing. Of, you may have heard, I'm sure you've heard the line, if it bleeds, it leads. So it's never <laughs> good news. Whatever is in the headlines, it's never good news. Absolutely. And I think to add on to that, right, is avoiding your email first thing in the morning, like make yeah. a conscious decision that the email doesn't get checked until you're actually sitting at your computer and have accomplished the first task on your to do list. Because as soon as you open that inbox, suddenly it's like, oh, I had a plan for today. But now there's seven other things I absolutely must positively do. It needs to happen yesterday. So I'll tackle those first real fast and five hours later. Oh, I had a to do list today. What happened to it? Absolutely. I, I have struggled with email management myself, but I just exactly what you just said, like not checking email first in the morning. A few years ago, I used to like wake up in bed, you know, reach for my iPhone. I'm like, I haven't even gotten out of bed yet. And I'm reading and checking and answering my emails. And one day I was just like, oh, this is so wrong. <laughs> I do think it's something a lot of us struggle with. I know I've struggled with it for sure, but you know, it's one of those things every morning I wake up and I'm like, okay, don't check it yet. It's not important yet. Don't check it yet. You've got to go do that other thing first. You know, before we um, go too far down the, the habits to avoid, I think we've listed quite a few for uh, yeah. <laughs> people into the right mindset for the morning. You know, before we started recording, we were talking about how to raise your own glass ceiling. And I found mm. that so intriguing because for a lot of people, you know, we have this idea that even if we're an entrepreneur, there's still something stopping us from reaching that next level. Because for a lot of us, you know, especially if you started in a J-O-B, right, you didn't control necessarily when you got that promotion. Somebody else granted it to you. So for many of us, we're kind of still waiting around for someone to say, okay, you've arrived. Now you can do this next thing. So tell me a little bit about how you can raise your own glass ceiling. Perfect. 
Clearing limiting beliefs is so important. We all have limiting beliefs, you know, there's layers of them. So this is something that I invite people to keep doing. As a matter of fact, I'm launching this program this year and I'm like, you know what, this, this should be something that people do every year, like going through a process. Frankly, you could do it, you know, every month. <laughs> and looking at the different types of beliefs, what are my beliefs about myself, about my customers, about, you know, the economy. I think I named some of those things before. There's, you know, there's a number of different types of beliefs. And then just like assessing, you know, cataloging your own beliefs and realizing that a belief is, it's just something we tell ourselves again and again, we can, and when we identify those beliefs that are not serving us, you letting those go. You, you might even do this through a ritual, you know, lighting something on fire, shredding, <laughs> shredding something in your shredder, and then replacing with beliefs, with affirmations that are going to pull us forward. So that is, that is one way to raise our own glass ceiling. Another thing that I think is just huge is looking at this, you know, I believe the the cycle of abundance is really the cycle of giving and receiving, giving and receiving. And as I'm saying that, I'm envisioning like the um, infinity sign, you know, like the sideways eight that of giving mm -hmm. and, and receiving. And so look at what what value you're giving and then also look at especially for women gals out there look at how you might be blocking receiving so you may be blocking receiving by not invoicing by undercharging by there's also just daily habits you know when somebody asks you for help when somebody tries to pick up the tab at lunch and you're like oh no i would feel funny about that and so we sometimes practice blocking receiving and then we go how come there's not more money flowing in oh it's because we're in just this habit of, <laughs> of blocking our receiving through all kinds of habits and mindsets and then when I say look at giving more value, uh, I know you know who Eben Pagan is. He's been a wildly successful information marketer for, I don't know, maybe a couple of decades now. And, Quite a while, yes. And I remember when he started get, you know, doing these amazing, like really meaty, juicy, super high value videos and he would do like a couple of hours of content and then he would sell a program and i think he was one of the ones that that pioneered that and he was kind of responsible one of the things he talked about was moving the free line and that meant kind of moving the line from you know the value you're willing to put out there in the world before you start charging and sometimes we just get too precious about like, oh no, you know, that's my secret sauce. I'm not going to reveal that. But actually the more that we're ready, willing to give value, I mean, you, you give so much value through your podcasts 
And that's a way that you give value. You put it out there. It's on iTunes. It's free. People get to know you. And then they're like, cool, I'd like to work with Kimberly. So that's podcasting is like a perfect example. You know, I do Facebook lives every week and it's just something I... I do it to offer value, but I also just do it for me to just like practice. Like, let's go, let's go be the person who is, you know, helping people. And then people have gotten to know me through those and, you know, and then they come around and they're, they hire me. So it's really, you know, look at how can you be giving more in your business and where are you blocking receiving? I love that entire approach because that's kind of what I what I talk about with my clients and when talking on other podcasts and such is how you should be putting help. Put help at the concentrated target. It's the center of your marketing plan, right? Helping should be at the center because it's, you know, that's why you got into whatever it is that you do. You want to help others. So why is it that you wouldn't help them in your marketing to bring them in to let them know about who you are? And, you know, I, I love the idea of, what you also mentioned about how some of us are kind of closing ourselves off from being able to receive from others. You know, we're willing to help and help and help and help and give and give and give, but then like, oh no, I can't receive anything for that. I can't receive. That's not, that's not right. Yeah. I'd feel funny if you paid me or I'd feel funny asking for money or raising my price, even though I've done this work for you for five years now and my price has doubled. <laughs> exactly. So how about uh, talking a little bit about uh, IDing those daily habits that maybe people are taking part of that is contributing to their limiting beliefs? You know, you were talking about uh, you have to, you know, clear the beliefs about yourself, about your clients, about the economy. So what are some of those daily habits that people do that contribute to, to continuing those limiting beliefs? Mm. Well, I, I want to talk about some, yes, a positive habit that I think is just so like essential, foundational is gratitude. And that puts us in an empowering state of mind. It supports us in taking action. It helps us be somebody who somebody else would want to do business with because people don't really want to do business with people who are negative and complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely agree with that. And negativity and complaining, they actually, when those things become habituated, you know, you know, the world is, to a large extent, is habituated in negativity and complaining. You know, you turn on the news, it's, it is not full of gratitude. So we need to create our own positive, powerful, grateful reality. And so having that gratitude practice, waking up grateful, literally, I do not get out of bed in the morning until I feel gratitude in my body, until I think and name several things that I'm grateful for. I'm in a practice of listing 10 or more things in writing or sometimes in a Facebook group that I am grateful for. So it, when you begin and end your day with gratitude, then it becomes just much easier to be grateful in the middle of the day. And, and I know that, you know, gratitude is one of those things that people tend to kind of roll their eyes a little bit. Like, I know that, or that's so basic, <laughs> or, oh my gosh, seriously, gratitude? Yes, seriously, gratitude. Because when we operate in gratitude, you will see your results 
improve. You will see your, you'll empower yourself. That's really the bottom line. I love that approach. And I know um, I took part in one of your challenges earlier this year, and you know that was a daily task, right? Is writing down gratitude. I have a gratitude journal I got at New Media Summit, actually. And, you know, it's, it's important because, you know, it, the first few days, it's really easy. And then you're like, wait, what else am I adding? What else am I adding? And it makes you kind of change the way you look at the world and change the way you think about things, which is what we're talking about here, right? Is changing your mindset and, and clearing those limiting beliefs. So we're nearing the end. You know, I'm all about taking action. I know you are too, because it's step number two in your framework. So uh, if you had to tell everybody listening uh, one thing that they should take away, what's the top takeaway, the top action step they should do right after finishing this episode? Mm. Let's see. I'm going to actually throw in something new that we haven't even talked about. And that is just simply getting like facing whatever your money situation is. We're talking about raising your own glass ceiling. And one of the big mistakes people make is to do the ostrich, the head in the sand thing. So to just be really aware of what what money's coming in, what money is going out. And if you feel stuck in shame, if you want to avoid, like just tackle it head on. And I even invite people to journal a conversation with your money. I know that sounds really weird, but I'm telling you, it is sometimes really magical when we're able to face the thing that scares us and face it head on. And so you need to make money your friend. And so often we have it that money is the thing that stops us from having what we want and from doing what we want. And we need to reframe that relationship with money. We need to relate to money as if it is a friend and something that will help us. And if you're avoiding your friend or when your friend shows up and then you're like, I haven't seen you in so long and bad dog, bad dog, where have you been? You know, then, then that is not an empowering relationship with money. So we need to recognize that we have a relationship with this thing called money and to be conscious of that. And that gets back into the beliefs, you know, really, what are your beliefs about money? What are your beliefs about people with money? Because those are some of the most pivotal beliefs that will determine the actions you take and the results that you get. Uh, I love that. And, you know, I, I agree that the conversation with your money sounds very intriguing for sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I'm so grateful and thankful that you have taken the time to come on to the show. So, you know, if anyone uh, is looking to learn more about what you do and how they can clear their limiting beliefs around money or how they can figure out the best ways to kind of get out of their own way to raise their own glass ceiling, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, there's there's two places to find me online. One is at totalwealthcoaching.com and you'll see there there's an opportunity to download. I've got a short like a 21 page mini ebook called Breakthrough to Abundance, the four reasons you're stressing about money and how to break the cycle forever. I absolutely invite you to go to totalwealthcoaching.com, download that. That'll 
put us occasionally in touch as I send out emails occasionally or let you know of special events or programs. And also, I'm very active on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at Total Wealth on Facebook. And I do Facebook Lives every Wednesday, most when almost every Wednesday, unless I'm on a plane or something, about 12.30 p.m. So those are the best places to find me. And you can get my email address or phone number through through the website if you want to contact me directly. Actually, I'll just give you my email. It's kate at totalwealthcoaching.com. Kate with a K. Thank you so much, Kate, for coming on and talking with us today about how people can grow their business by getting the right mindset in place and clearing those limiting beliefs about wealth and money. And listeners, thanks again for tuning in. Remember, we're on iTunes or wherever else you find your podcasting options. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.